Fear. I know firsthand how difficult it can be to overcome fear and take control of your life. But don't worry, you're not alone. I'm here to share my own struggles and offer advice and inspiration on how to face your fears to live the life you truly want. Join me on Wonder More as I reflect on my own journey and help others overcome their fears. Let's wonder more together. Spark your awakening. Ponder your dreams and rewrite your story. It's time to wonder more with your host, Jason Tharp. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Wonder More podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and giving me a few moments of your time. I hope that you find something in this that maybe is inspiring that will help you wake up to your life and ponder your dreams and maybe rewrite something that you've wanted to do. I am your resident dude that overcame brain cancer. Uh, to get that out of the way, July 2021, I was diagnosed with a grade four glioblastoma. I wasn't so good in school, but I was really good apparently at uh, brain cancer because I got the highest grade you possibly could. Now, that's scary. And that's a different kind of fear. And I want to talk about fear in this podcast in a different way. And how does it affect me? And I hope by me sharing this, it somehow is relatable to you. And in that sharing, maybe you figure out a way to get through it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I can face this fear and do this, uh, you can do the same. So fear has held me back quite a bit in my life. It's all usually based off of stories, the same as you, that are all lies and all things that I made up to keep myself in that comfort zone because there was too much pain involved in the fear of doing whatever it was I was trying to do. And I did not want to do that thing out of the pain and the fear, right? There was so much pain involved in that that I let the fear win. And it was kind of the same way here in sharing this idea because here's the catch of wonder more of what I want to actually accomplish is I want to get you to forget that I had brain cancer. I want it to be a footnote. I don't want to be cancer guy. Now, here's the catch is I know that that's a really good story that's going to get people interested in it and get people connected in and all that stuff like that. But what I hope that will happen is that eventually you'll see that you can't turn things that are impossible into possible. It does start with facing your fears. And that is what I'm doing here. Now, this is probably not going to be the best episode because, to be honest, I am I am feeling very nervous, very vulnerable. I'm feeling uh, a lot of fear, and I am going to keep pushing through it because I know that this story needs to be told. Now, the reason why I want you to not associate with me as Cancer Guy is simple. I don't resonate with the fight cancer movement at all. I haven't from day one. I, I don't feel like I wake up every day with fight cancer or F cancer or any of those other things that you hear out there. That's just not me. See, I spent all of my childhood and most of my adulthood not liking myself. I spent all my time not liking me so much that I just flat out hated myself. Now, what I did learn through cancer and through especially brain cancer is there's no reason or no genetic thing that says you're going to have one. Therefore, this is how I simplified it. I made it. It came from me. 
this thing, I created the gene or whatever it was that sparked this thing. I did something that made this grow. Now, I could wake up every day and say, boy, I'm mad at this cancer. F this cancer. I'm going to fight this thing and all stuff like that. But I'm a person that believes what you think about, you bring about. And if that's the case, if I'm always saying fight cancer, then therefore I must have cancer in order to fight. And I don't buy into that. That's not the way I roll. See, the thing is, I spent my whole life fighting me. I'm done doing that. I'm choosing to live. And in that choosing to live, that means that I am going to have to face some of these fears and tell this story in hopes that it reaches you and hope that it somehow in me being able to sit down and put all my cards on the table, that it might bridge that gap between us that says, hey, we are a lot different, but we actually have a lot in common. Now, the truth is this, there is going to be something that happens in your life that's going to shake you, that's going to make you face the things, that's going to be your equivalent of whatever bad thing that happens that is going to be your wake-up call. Now, the question is this, do you choose to let that define you or do you decide that you're going to take control of the situation? Now, I firmly believe that I have been able to take control of the situation. I faced what it was. I addressed it. I changed everything about my lifestyle. I eat completely different. I meditate daily. I changed everything. I I changed who I was for myself. I changed who I am for myself. I give cancer enough attention that it needs, and then I move on with my day. And I know that sounds weird and different, which is fine. I've been weird and different my whole life, so why should it be any different now? But I'm not going to let this thing define who I am any more than I want you to look at this and think that this is what's defining me as well. I want you to see the good in this. I want you to see that every morning this person wakes up with the same fears you do, maybe different, but I sit down and I'm cool with them. And I understand that they're not going away. And I understand that every day is a reset. So rather than carrying over yesterday's baggage, I left it at the bedside when I went to sleep the night before. I woke up today with a different attitude. I woke up today happy to be here. You know, I used to wake up and look in the mirror and think, oh, here you are again. And I would go through all of the things that were wrong with me. I would just you know, look at all the stuff that I didn't like about myself and I would just pile on. Now it's a little different. Now I wake up, first thing I do is I spring up. I don't even hit snooze once. I spring up, I smile, and I say that I'm, man, it's great to be here today. I get my contacts in, I splash water on my face, I look in the mirror, I smile, and I say, it's good to see you, and I fist bump the mirror. I do this every single morning. And then I come downstairs and I meditate. And I think about how grateful I am to be here. I think about all the things that I would like to accomplish. I think about all the people that maybe some of these stories are going to reach and help change because there's going to be one person out there that it might affect or change. And to me, that's the driver of it all. That oddly is what it feels like why I had this was before I, you know, in the books that I wrote and in the, the stories I would tell and all the speaking things. It's very similar to what I do now. The difference is that before what would be wanting to be genuine, um, meaning what I mean by that, it was that I would stand up on a stage and tell you what I wanted myself to hear. 
Um, it was very therapeutic in that I would tell myself, AKA the audience, what it was that I wanted to achieve for them. But the truth was, is that it was what I wanted for myself that I was too afraid to actually try because I didn't think it was worth it. I didn't think that, um, I deserved it. And instead I would sabotage my life. I would blow every good opportunity up. I would, um, just do stupid stuff. I would, I would just do everything I could to basically destroy my life to the point where I think I even decided to grow a brain tumor because the odd part of the story is, is that I would sit in my office and I would focus on having a brain tumor. I know that sounds absolutely insane because it does to me when I think back about it, because that is the one thing that I have been through with this whole brain cancer thing is spending a lot of time trying to figure out where it came from. And I would have these moments where I would have this pain on mine happened on my right side. I would have a pain in my right side of my head where it felt like a knife would go in real quick and out real quick in my head. That's the extent of the headache. It wasn't really a headache. It was just a really sharp pain. And unlike most people that would say something like, well, that's just, you know, some weird coincidence or whatever, I would spend hours thinking about, oh my God, I have a tumor. And add that on top of the fact that I was completely stressed out, that I was inflamed, that I was eating garbage, that I was just telling myself negative stuff. My body was like basically a furnace for all this stuff to take place. And then lo and behold, shocker, shocker, the tumor was exactly where I spent all that time thinking about I had a brain tumor. Now, there's a lot of power, I think, in that because we also realize what our minds can do. And there's plenty of research out there that you can check on how much possibilities we can bring about in our lives that we can think about, we can bring about and all those things. There's going to be so much more of that discussion going on here, but there's plenty of that stuff out there if you're interested to start reading about those things and stuff like that. But the cool part was, is that also led me down the path of, well, if I was the person that made this come about, could I also be the person that makes sure it never comes back? And that's the cool part is because then all the focus that you realize if if I was somebody that made it, I could also unmake it. And if I focus on it not being there and I focus all my energy on healing, is it possible that I could actually um, fix it, you know, fix it in the sense of uh, it, it not coming back? Now, here's a couple things just to kind of give you a little background of what a, a GBM or a glioblastoma would do. Ninety five percent of the time it comes back in the exact same place. Um and there is a chance, a small chance that it could migrate to different parts of your brain. I think in my case, it's pretty safe now. Uh, I'm, what is it? I don't even know how long now, what a year and a half or whatever. Um, I've had many clear scans um, of my brain where it's not showing up anywhere. And in fact, where my tumor was, the radiation scarring is, is it's gone. Um, it's pretty much like I just have a hole in my head now, which is amazing, um, which I attribute to uh, lots of what I was talking about. I'm meeting the best science with the best me. And that's the catch of this whole thing is you have to understand your doctors are experts. They're experts on all this stuff. They're going to bring the best that they can do because they want to fix this. I'm part of a board now, NRG, where I'm a patient advocate. And trust me, I hear doctors behind the scenes when they're not being all doctory and they're being like regular people. They want to solve this problem. And it's difficult because you have to think medical Professions 
make a lot of money. There's lots of money to be made off of treating people, right? And so they they do want to solve this issue. They want to fix this issue. So if they're bringing their best to the table, as a patient, it's my job to bring the best me there. I'm an expert on me. They're an expert on medicine. So that has been my approach from day one. Now, when we start living in fear, though, those stories derail us, and it could have went a whole different way. See, you know, uh, if you've listened to the other episode, my first diagnosis wasn't so good. It wasn't delivered in a good way. And I totally could have chosen that path and I could have let fear one. And many people do. And I think that's what kind of sucks. You know, you, you tend to feel like you're, you're pretty alone in your fear. I think that's one of the things that are, we all know is a common thing. When we have fear gripping us, we feel very alone because it doesn't feel like anybody's coming to save us. It doesn't feel like there's any hope for it. It doesn't feel like there's any, any anything. I think it questions your faith. I think it questions your reality. I think it questions, it makes you question a lot of things because you're not certain. You know, it's all unknown, right? And it's amped up when somebody is coming in and telling you this thing is out of control in your body, right? Your body basically has deceived you and has decided to grow this thing. And that's where the grip of fear comes over. Now, what I do know is that I'm really aware of things now, even more so than than what I was previously. And how I started overcoming this fear, and especially like you know, addressing this issue that we're talking about today is from listening to other people. Not listening as far as asking questions, but just listening to how you go about life and how much fear I hear in people's stories. Because everybody has a story to share with me now, right? Of somebody that's been through something or something that they're going through or whatever. And they're all based in fear. You know, and a lot of that comes from you know, not really knowing what to say or how to handle it and stuff like that. And I totally know what that feels like. And I think the, the, the problem comes in that what happens when fear starts to win is that love kind of takes a back seat. If fear and love are two plants, the one you feed is the one that's going to grow. And if I'm going to spend all this time growing the fear Love is going to fade away. So how do you stop that process when fear has a grip on you? How do you flip those stories? And it's not easy. I mean, I'll be honest, because what that means is it's going to take a lot of being uncomfortable. And you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. In the process of doing those, what you're doing is you're rebuilding you're rebuilding a lie. You're rebuilding on something that maybe you have relied on for so long that it seems so real that you're going to start questioning your reality. For me, that's exactly where it started from because the first thing I had to do was overcome a lifetime of hating myself because I knew if I was going to beat this thing, I would have to learn how to love myself. And it had to start over. I had to get to know who I was. That was the first step, was lots of quiet moments by myself, breathing. And when my mind would wander to whatever, I would bring myself back to my breath. And I would just focus on being alive. I started there. Now, I didn't have anybody really guiding me at this point in time. I was just kind of going with my gut. I was going with what it felt right 
I knew as long as I was breathing, and this is, sounds weird, I knew as long as I was breathing, I was still alive. That was the basics of what I started with. So I started overcoming it by I was sitting down and I would just start meditating. And I would breathe. And I would think about when I breathed about it fixing itself. At first, what I would do is I started with the mantra. I would breathe and I would say, I am safe and I am whole. And I would just say this over and over. Every breath, I am safe, I am whole, right? And I would do that over and over again. But while I was doing it, I would be thinking about my brain fixing itself, like kind of rebuilding itself. And I would go through chemo and I'd go through radiation and I would think this. Now, radiation, you know, only lasts the actual radiation. I think if, I don't even know, two, three minutes, maybe. It took longer, I know, to walk back to uh, the radiation table than to actually get radiation. But as soon as it started from that second, I would vision this these beams going in my head and rebuilding and fixing this stuff. And I would focus on that stuff. Slowly over time the fear of it started to kind of fade away a little bit. And what took over wasn't a fear of me going away. What took over was a love for living. And in that moment of like loving to live, I discovered myself. It would be catching glimpses of myself doing something I didn't think I could do. It would be um, me saying no to maybe something that I really wanted to eat, but uh, not eating anymore, or picking up uh, the phone to call somebody. And, you know, just little random things that I would notice that I typically would avoid in the past, I started doing because I was turning my back against all of the things that told me not to do those things. And then as love took over, it got a lot easier. And what I realized was that I was, I was laying down the foundation for a new path. And what I was doing is I was leaning into like the fear. And this is the, the funniest part about it is I found that the more I leaned into the fear, the more love has shown up that has helped me overcome that fear. And that's a pretty magical thing if you think about it. So what ultimately has made me decide to sit down and record this tonight, because trust me, I have set this date to record this podcast over and over again, because it needs to be done. I, I can't let fear win anymore. I'm, I'm done worrying about you thinking me of cancer guy, because it's not my problem to worry about. If all you hear from me is that brain cancer was the thing, and you avoid all the other stuff that I'm trying to enlighten you to, that's not my problem. See, I'm leading with love. I'm leaning into my fear, and I'm leading with love. I'm hoping that the path that I'm laying down reaches you. I'm hoping that somehow you'll hear past all of my fears, past my bad speaking, past all these things as I stumble through this stuff, and you'll hear that deep down what I'm telling you is that everything you fear is holding you back. And the only way to get over those fears is to lean towards them instead of run away from them. And it took me a really long time to understand that. That brain tumor sucked. But at the same time, the life that I have now and the way I feel about myself, I don't know if I'd change much about that because 
this new version of me feels pretty whole and it's only evolving. And so what I would challenge you to do is that while you may be looking at your fear as this massive obstacle that is so much easier to avoid than it is to actually talk to or talk about or whatever, it's the key to all of it. It's the key to the life that you want. It's the key to the happiness you seek. It is the key to everything. It's all hiding behind this fear. And what's amazing is, is the thing hiding behind it is just love. That's all it is. It's love for yourself. It's love for living. It's all those things. It's not going to just magically disappear. I wake up every day still facing the same fear. I just don't let it win anymore. Do I think I'm going to win at this thing? I, I, I do. It may sound crazy, but I do. I think that I'm not going to fight cancer. I'm going to live. And in that living, I'm going to help a lot of people live as well. And I think there's no better purpose than that. I think there's no better way to go about life than that. And that's what I hope for you. I hope that maybe what you've picked up in this podcast is that while it may not have been the best spoken one, (laughs) there's lots of love coming out of these words. It's not love directed at you. This is love directed at me that I'm willing to share with you in this space in hopes that you feel it and that you will lean into your own love and find that voice for yourself that'll help you figure out what exactly it is that you're wanting for you out of this life. And can you be brave enough to step in towards that life? I know you can. I want to leave you all with today's power up. Don't be afraid to face your fears. Embrace them, understand them, and work through them. By doing so, you will not only overcome your fears, but you will also discover a strength and resilience within yourself you never knew existed. So take a deep breath, face your fears head on, and never stop pushing forward. For it is only by facing our fears that we can truly become the best versions of ourselves. I hope that helps. Power up. Hey everyone, Jason here. Just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you swing over and check out jasontharp.com. Make sure that you like and subscribe, leave a review, let other people know about this podcast. This is how it's going to grow. This is how we're going to have a huge impact with this story. I want to help others get through that nasty hurdle of self-sabotage. And I appreciate you. And I thank you so much. Make sure you check me out on all the socials. You can just search me and find me. I would love to connect. Let's be friends. Until I see you again, power up.